You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Which I think is notable. I also thought it was really notable late in that game when uh, our producer, Adam Stadzinski, called you up and said that his biggest takeaway of the night was that Tyson Bajan, an undrafted rookie out of Division II, was outplaying the number one pick in the draft, Bryce Young, from uh, Mighty Alabama. So I thought that was a neat concession that Stutz made, uh, perhaps opening the door for him to want to see more of Tyson Bajan <laughs> as we get further along in the season. I, I, I think Whoa, okay. Whoa. Hold on, guys. Whoa. I don't want – like, no, we're not going to have that out there. Come on now. <laughs> no, that's okay. that's a good one. That's a good one. But no, 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 no. That no, was no, what no. I had up my sleeve. That's what I had up my sleeve. Oh, I like that. I like that. Hey, yeah, he did. He did play better than Bryce Young. That's 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 a fact. I think. Did, but. did he? I mean, I think. I think <laughs> he did. They're, yes. They're they're pretty equal. Uh, Bryce Young. I think because it's all about expectations, right? Because. And it sounded like Flucci down, right? Uh, right? Uh, right? Right? I mean, he led a touchdown uh, drive. He, he was at the wheel of a touchdown drive. That's true. more than Bryce Young did, right? And it was like, the only touchdown drive. And it was a, by the way, it was a 38-yard touchdown drive, just, just for full context on what that game was last night. I thought they were pretty even, actually. I mean, they both had um, different agendas. You know, Bryce Young's was to win the game, beat the Bears. He didn't. Tyson Bajant was to don't lose to the Panthers. And I think when you are a backup quarterback and you are, again, this is what we, we always have this arguing, this shouting match in Chicago about pedigrees and what they mean and what they don't mean. When you're a backup quarterback from division two shepherd university, and you're filling in for the starter, your job description is easy. Don't blow it. Don't lose. When you are the number one overall draft pick for a team that isn't tanking because it doesn't matter, matter what they do. Your job description is to win the game, be the difference, try to do something to make a play. Bryce Young didn't make a play, didn't win the game. 
Tyson Bajan didn't get the Bears beaten. You're right. Bajan wins, but they had much different agendas going into that game. Well, I'll also say this, like my 45-second Tyson Bajan recap of Thursday night is that I thought he actually played better in New Orleans than he did in that win last night. Now, the difference, obviously, is the turnovers, and that changes the end result. But I thought in New Orleans, he was more fearless. He was more aggressive. He was uh, kind of, you know, dictating the tempo uh, and the rhythm for the offense for a while. There was It was just stagnant for much of the night for the Bears' offense. On Thursday, I'll also say this, talking to Jalen Johnson at his locker Thursday, I asked him kind of what what the Bears were doing to make Bryce Young uncomfortable. And Tyreek Stevenson from one stall over quickly interjected and said, he ain't been comfortable all year. And that was a a notable observation from a fellow rookie and saying like they knew they could go into that game and make life difficult for Bryce Young. And they did it by disguising coverages, by by throwing some things at the rookie that he hadn't seen yet, by, you know, trying to make him think, trying to make him hold on to the football and then hoping that the coverage on the back end was solid and that the pass rush would get home. And 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 ultimately it produced a winning effort where the defense allowed six points. Um and and, and so uh the, you know credit to the Bears defense for 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 mastering that part of the chess match. Now, obviously, I think you and I would both agree it would have been nice for Jack Sanborn to catch an interception, for Tariq uh, Stevenson to catch an interception. At some point, you just want one of these takeaways that give you a little bit more evidence of like, okay, this is true momentum and this isn't just outlasting a, a, a terrible opponent. So I think that's a good way to put it. I, I wonder, uh, let, let's get into Bajan for a moment here because the quarterback situation, we get a lot of conversation. I, I think that this is it for Tyson Bajan. He talked in terms of being you know, the guy that's ready to step aside. Justin Fields is coming back to be the starter whenever the Bears resume practice on Monday. Two and two as a starter for Tyson Bajan. There were a couple of plays. Uh, there weren't many, but there were a couple of plays, I think, that on Thursday night, you know, I thought were were interesting to, to look at. First of all, third 19, I think it was, in the first half. It was the first one, that the play that elicited the Boo Birds and started getting the booing. And, you know, we were talking in the press box and boy, I was like, boy, it's third and 19. <laughs> what, what play do you have dialed up? And he handed off. And, I've, and part of me was like, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous. The NFL, third and 19. And then you were like, were like, well, what did you want him to do? It's Tyson Bajan. You're buried in your own territory. Of course, they're going to do that. It's the Panthers. You don't want to make a mistake at that point in the game. And that's exactly fit in the game plan. I thought that was a very telling sequence because – you know, he didn't throw a pass or have a completion more than 16 yards. He didn't turn the ball over, didn't take a sack. His job was to get out unscathed, and that play depicted that as well as anyone. Well, and why I bring up the, the comparison between the Saints game and the Panthers game is because you hope that this isn't a regression in terms of his fearlessness because one of, I think that's one of, one of Tyson Bajan's superpowers is his ability to have that fearless mentality and that aggressive, I'm going to go for it. Uh, you know, mindset. And and if you mute that a little bit, now all of a sudden you've taken away one of the guy's strengths. Now taking care of the football in this league is, is paramount. And that was obviously a lesson that, that was driven home in emphatic terms after, after the four turnover performance in new Orleans. Um, we'll see where it goes. Now Tyson Bajan had to win the game at the end by getting the last first down and they let him, they let him go there. They, they called a passing play in an obvious run situation. And he, and he hits an eight yarder to Darnell Mooney on third and seven that allows the bears to run out the clock. And I thought it was cool to hear Tyson explain explain that after the game, just in terms of the communication over the headset with Luke Getze, who, who made it very clear to him, like, look, like this play was open earlier in the game and we hit it. It was negated by a very questionable penalty and we can get to that in a minute, um, but it's going to be there. And if it's not there, 
don't be hesitant to take a sack. The clock That's, needs to run here, yeah. and we need to, to to make sure that we have the ball at the end of this play. And so that was cool to hear that communication and then to see that execution. That was the other play I was going to mention because it's third and seven. You have about a minute and a half left. I don't know if it was an obvious running play. I, I don't think that it, it – I mean, if, if you're talking about because it's obvious because of the way the clock – was structured. The Panthers weren't exactly doing a nice job of managing the clock. No. So I, I don't know if they would have been able to handle that either. But I liked the confidence that was being shown there in in Beijing because that was, you know, and it, the game was on the line. Earlier in the game, third and 19, they were planning for the long haul. They were like, that was, you're, you're taking a conservative approach. I don't mind the third and seven pass play because it's the NFL. You got to be able to make a play in the passing game at some point and Mooney made a nice catch and, and, and Bajit made the right throw. I would probably, it's kind of a moot point now, but I, I think that Bajit has to learn. I don't like, I don't necessarily agree with you that, that he needs to let it rip because I think he doesn't really know what that means yet. And I'm not sure that he's experienced or savvy enough to take advantage of, of that instinct. He still has, a skill set that has a ways to go, his arm strength, people will cringe, but it isn't quite as good as it should be yet. So I think the Saints game kind of told him he needs to he needs to rein it in a little bit. Whereas last night it was probably an overcorrection. Somewhere in the middle is where he'll find the, the best spot to be. Yeah, that's entirely fair, uh, from my perspective. And then you mentioned, right? Like, look like another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We naturally have to pivot this conversation into to, to when the actual QB one is going to play again. Now I'm at Hallis Hall here on Friday afternoon, and we didn't get clear cut answers from Matty Berflus on whether that will be in week 11 against the Detroit lions. I think the expectation is yes, of course, with this, you know, longer time to uh, have this bridge between this Panthers game and this lions game, Justin should be able to get back on the field, continue practicing and have him himself ready to go at Ford field. But I asked on Wednesday, multiple times for some clarity on what the team medical staff has told Matty Berflus about why, Justin Fields hasn't been cleared and I didn't get any clarity. And so we followed up today to ask Matt, you know, has Justin, pardon the pun, given you his thumbs up to uh, indicate that he's ready to play regardless of what doctors say? Like if it was only up to Justin, has he given the green light for him to go back on the field? And Matt wouldn't even meet us halfway on that and didn't answer that question and said, uh, you know, all the guys with injuries feel okay and we'll see where it goes, you know? And so I, I, you know, you can, chime in on this. I'm just curious whether this is significant because if Justin has, has offered his personal approval of being ready to play, then I think that there is a um, understandable push to get more answers on why they haven't let him play yet, particularly if it persists into next week. Now, look, if he's back on the field Wednesday and it's clear cut that he's going to start against the lions, good. But if not, then I think we're suddenly into some weird territory where we're, we, we have to ask what the heck's going on here. I can remember the first year I came uh, to cover the bears. This is 20 years ago. And I'm only using that as a point of reference because it's, I, I think this is, this is something that has been, 
uh, an issue in every NFL season going back to where there have been team doctors and coaches and players and, and very seldom do all three agree on the right prognosis and timetable and diagnosis. You know, I can remember uh, we were going to launch this, this whole project into um, team doctors and the, the inherent conflict between players and doctors and coaches and executives and who has what to gain by putting a player back onto the field or the court or the diamond or whatever. You know, if, if Justin Fields does not return Wednesday to a full participant at practice and is on track to start against the Lions, there's something going on. I would agree with that. I think history just says that not everyone is going to be on the same page in these things, and the, the rate of return is going to be defined differently based on people who have different stakes, the, the doctors with liability, the coaches and executives maybe with job security, the player with his own um, more career mortality, or maybe his what he wants to prove to come back. Maybe he's wanting to rush it back, and they're not wanting him to because of whatever reason. That's a great point, Dan. I, I think that if your antenna is up, I think you want to keep it up. If you're accepting the fact that, we're, you know, let's wait and see until next week, which I think is probably the way to go, then let's wait and see till next week. I'd be surprised, based on the way that players were talking about Bajan's tenure being over, <laughs> and there almost being an expectation that, okay, good job, kid, now it's time to step aside. <laughs> Just reading some of those comments and, and the, the tone, it seems like the Bears are ready. The Bears are prepared for Justin Fields to return. Yeah, and I mean, it, look, all signs point in that direction. And like I said, we you know we'll, we'll get into it in Week 11 and have a better uh, understanding of where things are headed. Now, obviously, Justin would be headed back to Ford Field, which was the site of his last uh, game of 2022, uh, first day of 2023 on New Year's Day, and it was a disaster. You know, a division game that the Bears got their teeth kicked in on. And if you want to know how bad that was, go find our podcast from after that game because I remember blowing a gasket up there in the Ford Field <laughs> press box after after watching that one. Um, so it's not an easy return you know the degree of difficulty will not be oh you know nice easy uh wade into the water thing this is a lions team that's playing really well a lions defense that has uh found some answers for how to contain justin fields and it'll be uh really interesting to see how that goes i don't think that should factor in even though it's it's an obvious thing to to mention because the lions are having a pretty good season They're, they've broken through one of the best teams in the nfc if he's ready he's ready you know, whether it's the Lions or, you know, the Falcons or whoever, the the Cardinals, if he's ready, he's ready. He's got to play. He's got seven games left now. Each week is an opportunity wasted if he's not playing to change the narrative um, on his on his season. And and I just don't know that um, – I don't know if they can wait if he's ready to go. I think we all grant that, but that will be next week's storyline. 